Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Celebrity dating coach Demona Hoffman has been coaching singles uh, since I've been breakdancing in the 80s. No, that's not true. Um, man, she's been coaching singles for over 15 years, which blows my mind. Um, yeah, I because I look so much younger than that. You, yes. You're like, you've been doing that since you were a child. It's true. Do you know what's happened in 15 years? I mean, just think about the landscape of the world and how much it's changed. But we're going to get into that. So 15 years she's been coaching um, people on dating on and offline. Her articles appear regularly in the LA Times, the Washington Post, plus she's a regular contributor, on-air contributor to uh, the Drew Barrymore Show, NPR, and NBC's Access Daily. Demona also starred in two TV shows, um, A&E Network's Hashtag Black Love and A Question of Love. Her weekly podcast, Dates and Mates, has been featured in Cosmopolitan, Huffington Post, Bustle, and hops and tops the charts in the relationship category on her major podcast platforms. You've been at this for a long time. Um, and also, um, I love that it is so um, specific. Like, I know you do many things, but, you know, um, dating, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a category that, um, yes, it's wide, but it's also very specific, which I love. Well, and even more specifically, I really, I began with the dating apps. Like I met my husband online. We've been married mm. 15 years, so I'm not even going to tell you what year I met him on. It's not even a dating app. I met him online. So I was it, have, was it an AOL <laughs> chat room? No, it wasn't that on, on dial up. Uh, no. no, it was an actual, it was a dating website. Um, it was, I, it was called nerve.com. Mm. I don't know if you remember it. No. Some people that were, um, we'll call them early adopters. That's the nice, <laughs> nice right, term right. For <laughs> we were on. And I, so I really, I kind of grew up with this technology and I became a dating coach totally by accident because I realized that I had a secret sauce. I had a way to help people optimize their dating profiles to ultimately mm. get what they want. And so I've added on all of the other, the other elements, cause you have to be able to coach people on a lot of other things for them to be successful in dating ultimately. But I still remain true to the core, which was that dating apps really are the gateway to connection. I work with OkCupid now, and right. I always have my clients use that as a foundation of their dating plan. Okay, this is a great place to start because uh, dating apps are controversial. Um, on one hand, because you're very pro dating, dating apps, of True. course, right? Um, you course. found someone on uh, your love on a dating app, and then you help people use that as a tool. So, you know, it's a double edged sword, because I feel like, uh, yes, of course, we should use technology, um, because it's so convenient, a lot of us don't have time to actually, you know, go out and, and you know, the energy and effort it takes to meet people. At the same time, dating apps can, um, uh, I always say use a little spoon, meaning uh, when you go to the ice cream store you, and they give you that little red taster spoon with dating apps. <laughs> because a lot of times we, we swipe, we tie that to our worth. If um, we don't get swiped, you know, back or if people don't um, respond to our messages, 
there's this internalization that can be dangerous, you know? And then of course, like false advertising, uh, what is it, catfishing, catfished, or being mm -hmm. catfished, ghosted, all of that stuff from dating apps. So tell us why dating apps are good. And then after that, we're gonna go into how can you use it in a way that is healthy and not, um, you know, sabotaging. Yeah. Well, yes, I am a big fan of dating apps because I do see how they work, but I'm also very transparent about how they are a double-edged sword. So we can mm -hmm. certainly talk about the pros and cons because really dating apps are an amplifier. They amplify mm -hmm. what is already happening in your life, in society, feelings that you are already having because what they've done is really sped up the dating and connection process. And they have increased the choices that you had like back in the day back when i started started <laughs> online dating you know, you remember the, the old ways of you know being up in the club and having to get the confidence to talk yeah, to someone to go ask, ask for, for the number. phone number right that was a high barrier for entry and even when i first started online dating like john i had to go to kinkos <laughs> What is not Kinko's? even FedEx Kinko's, <laughs> not right, even but... FedEx Kinko's, not FedEx. I had to go to Kinko's right. to scan my photo in to get on the dating website. Oh, right. And you were on your way to, um, you were on your way to Blockbuster to return the, the VHS videos. No that joke. You, that you forgot to unwind. <laughs> no joke. Blockbuster was literally across the street from the Kinko's that I went to, right, um, right. which I later went to with my husband many times when we were dating. But I digress. That was extremely extremely embarrassing and a very high barrier for entry because I didn't even know how to scan. I didn't know how to do it. I had to ask this guy at Kinko's, like, can you wow. please help me? And like, obviously I felt, I felt to me, like it was obvious the reason I was scanning my photos. But as technology has improved and people, it's become more accessible. Now, anyone, anyone with a phone anywhere, anytime can get online. So yes. it's flooded the market with, with a lot of people with different intentions. And so I really look at dating apps are, they're just the tool, but you have to know how to use the tool. So I'm not a construction person. Uh, my handyman's here right now because I can't do any of that tool stuff. But I do mm -hmm. know that if I used a hammer for mm -hmm. something, like I was trying to cut a piece of wood and I'm trying to use a hammer, it's going right. to take a lot longer. I'm going to get exhausted. I'm going to get frustrated. I might right. give up. If I'm using a saw and I'm using the right tool, if I'm using an electric saw, like that's going to be even more efficient. So people are out here saying they're on the dating apps and just doing whatever, having no clarity, no mm -hmm. intention, no process, no plan, and then frustrated with the results. And then they want to blame the dating app. The hammer, really right? They're bringing the, the tool. Blaming the hammer. Yes. But really it's, it's all about a lot of stuff that you talk about. It's all about looking inward and having having more self-awareness and, and what's uncomfortable about dating apps is that it amplifies all of those dark places that we're afraid to look into. Yeah. And I've never heard it put that way before that, that dating apps are like, um, like alcohol, they, they, they amplify what's happening. Um, they, they can, they can put a, they can be a black light in a way. So if you're already feeling insecure and lonely, um, don't blame it on the app because it's just going to amplify that. Right. Well, yeah, don't depending on how you on use it, that's just not that's not helpful for you <laughs> to have a, a negative attitude about it. Right. right? But, so so but I, so how do you OK, so let's talk about how we go into using dating apps. Yeah. 
So mindset is where I start all my clients. Like we get absolute clarity on not just what are you looking for? People come to me with a list a mile long, but they, or they'll say, I'll know it when I see it. If you haven't Mm. seen it yet, maybe you won't. Mm. So we always spend time getting into the mindset of how do you want to feel in your relationship? Because it might not come in the package that you're expecting, Mm -hmm. but if you, if you spend time figuring out the feeling you want, you will recognize that feeling Mm-hmm. when it's presented back to you. Yeah, you know, um, the, the the thing, and maybe we could start with profiles because uh, a, a lot of questions I get is, uh, you know, how, how do I, uh, um, how, how do I present myself in a way that's honest, but also that's attractive, you know? Yeah. Profiles and also photos. Yeah, honesty is definitely key. And that's like the foundation of everything is authenticity. And I know this from my own experience. Like I grew up in the Midwest, much like you, John, I was not like the other people. One of these things is not like the other, like (laughs) the standard of beauty was very different. I grew up in an all white neighborhood. I am, I am biracial. I am bi-cultural, bi-religious. I did not fit in, in that way. Mm. I did not have a date to prom. I did. I didn't, I did not understand at that time that those things that made me different or weird in that setting were actually some of the same things that would make me attractive to the right people. And it took me a long time to come to that, to that realization. So I really have people lean into, lean into the things that are weird about you. Like if you love Comic-Con, go ahead and like Mm -hmm. put a picture of you in your cosplay. Or if you, if you, legitimately, like, I know you're, you're very into fitness, you know, you, you, you want to show that honestly, the problem is then when people be out here lying, thinking that, that, oh, if I look like I work out or I look like I hike, that will be more attractive. And I've just learned firsthand that, that when you are dating from a place of, of, of a false narrative or, Mm -hmm. or even feeling like you have to change yourself. Oh, I got to like, I got to get plastic surgery or, you know, change how I look in order to be attractive. It will be a false attraction because ultimately it's, we're all seeking connection. And if you get to the date and that person's like, you don't look like your photos or you get into the relationship and they're like, wait, you said you like doing these things. That was totally fake then the relationship can't continue. It's built on a lie. We don't want that. Yeah, I always say, wouldn't you rather um, your date be pleasantly surprised than instantly disappointed? Whether that is false advertising or the photo you posted uh, where you know it was like the best photo you've ever taken in, of, in your life. And so um, I think you said it, it's honesty. It's about presenting yourself in a way that's real and not... Uh, not not false, right? You don't want to filter yourself in any way um, because they're meeting you in person. <laughs> they're yeah. gonna know. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely the catfish out there that are just looking for that that they have different intentions. But if your mm-hmm. intention is to meet someone for any any type of relationship, you're you're exactly right. You you want them to you want their expectations to be in alignment. So I have people when they're when we're crafting profiles, I have people really focus on telling a story mm-hmm. like you are pulling pieces of your life. You're like the museum curator of your life. And I have everyone focus on, I, I have three C's. 
So the three C's are color, context, and character. Ooh. Color, color strategic. Mm -hmm. Like I have right now, I have a color. I have color in the background. Yes, you're um, glowing. A glowing, I'm glowing pink. Pink. Yeah. I am a pink enthusiast. But <laughs> um, but you know, uh, biologically, actually, the color red does mm -hmm. attract the eye, and we think of how it shows up in other areas of our of our of society stop signs stop lights it's stop and pay attention so you don't have to have red but having a bold color is strategically uh good play in your especially in your primary photo in the first photo oh i've never heard this before this is great okay I'm so, writing a so book on it right now a bold, yeah a bold a bold color in your primary photo um that's great. Okay. What else? Yes. And then we get into the context. This is telling your story through your photos. So like I was saying earlier, showing the fitness, showing like right. even people think, right. oh, well, I'm not, I'm not outgoing or, or outdoorsy. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm like, show yourself reading a book in your, in mm -hmm. your, in your, I was going to say in your bed, but that's maybe a little bit too much, <laughs> but, but really just show you in your, in your natural, natural habitat. Right. Natural habitat. Yeah. Uh, with one caveat, you are the star of your profile. So I don't want to see all these pictures. Oh, with, with friends. friends. Yeah. Like we get it. You yeah, yeah. know other people. Yeah. Some people post um, photos where you have to try to guess which one is the one. Like I don't, there's like five people in this photo. So Yes, that's a, that's that's a, a no. One, that's right? a definite no. And then the last C is character. And this is the mm. one most people forget. This is that that quirky, that unusual side, that sense of humor. Let that show through because it's been shown. And I, I, I can look at the OkCupid historical data and tell you that when people are like nice, pleasant, attractive in the middle, they actually get fewer messages than if they were polarizing. If there were people that were like, oh, I love this person and people that were like, oh, I hate that person. They get, because of the, the people who are highly, highly interested, they mm -hmm. also see this person's kind of different. They think maybe I have lower competition and also this person is a better match for me. So you're mm -hmm. more likely to match and have, it, it's, it's not a popularity contest. A lot of people think like, oh, I just need a bunch of matches. No, you don't need a bunch of matches. You need the right matches. You need people who are invested in messaging you who are actually going to follow through. And that those kind of photos are the ones that usually get that result. You said something really important um, because we've been trained because of social media, you know, followers, likes and, you know, that whole scoreboard thing. Um, Dating apps isn't about how many people like you. It's about the right people liking you, what you just said. And I think that's huge because a lot of times um, we get caught up in um, how many people have swiped on us or how many people have messages, you know, and then so we translate those numbers into um, if that if that's like data for our attractiveness and that is not the case. It doesn't matter how many people, you know, what two people can swipe on you. But if that one is the one that's for you, then there we go. Right. Yeah. It's if you're. You're not Polly. We're only we're only yeah, looking for poly, one. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. We're only looking for one. So we can't get caught up in in the nose. This is another thing that I I end up working with my clients a lot on. We think, oh, I did I did all of this. I sent all of these messages. I swiped right on all of these people, and people will say say to me, no one's no one swiped right. No one matched me. No yeah, one messaged me back. Yeah. And then I look at it and I say, was it no one 
or was it it just not the people that you were hoping for? Or is it that you're caught up in this numbers game? And once we step away from that and remember that it's like, I, I say, if, if that person is not for you, I tell my clients, thank and release them. Like just energetically, mm-hmm. don't get caught up on this fantasy idea of the person that didn't happen. Focus on what's in front of you right now, because I guarantee you, if they didn't respond back, they didn't, they weren't enthusiastic. That's not your person. That's, that's just, you're just, it's deferred drama. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're getting all, all caught up into chasing that person. So I have my clients like literally set goals of how many people they're going to match, how many people they're going to message because mm-hmm. the average response rate is about 30%. Uh, that's for women, for men uh, talking about heterosexual. Uh, it is even less. Mm-hmm. And so if you tell me that you sent 10 messages this week and you only got three responses, I'm going to tell you, you're doing great. Right, yeah. right. You're focused on the seven that didn't respond. You've got three people that are excited to talk with you. Don't, don't throw that away. I love that you have these numbers because it's really important. That's a great example. If, if you swiped on 10 people and only three responded, yeah, I would feel like, oh, what about the other seven? I would focus on the people that didn't swipe and why and what's wrong with me. Um, but you're saying 30% is the norm. So it's okay. It's not only okay, it's great because yes. we didn't want those seven. Yeah. We didn't want that drama. I mean, how many times have you like chased an idea? I certainly did when I was single. Like I told myself that this was the guy mm-hmm. and I built in my head this whole expectation of what was going to happen. And then, you know, and Lamont says expectations are just resentments waiting to happen. And the more that you do that mm. and you set that expectation for yourself and it's not met, the more resentment you build. And that's why we get the negative feelings around online dating. Yeah, because the resentment is towards something and it's going to be the app. And then, and then what they do is they just they go the other way. They delete it. Um, they go from trying it once or twice to completely delete off their phone and making this promise they're never going to, you know, use, use the uh, dating apps again. Yeah. And I do want to acknowledge it does take a lot of effort to do yeah. this right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I don't want to downplay anyone that's just like burned out or frustrated or feels like they're putting in the effort. It, it always surprises my clients when I tell them, you know what? take a break, take a dating break mm. <laughs> because they think I'm like, I'm always, I'm always about the dating strategy and the dating plan and, and go get it all the time. I am not, I, it's right. all about how you feel. If you feel depleted and burned out, take a break, but here's the thing. You got to set a date when you're going to come back to it. Mm. And it's just like, you know, any other goal that you have in life, like you can take, take a little reprieve, but if you don't have a plan to get back into it, you're not going to have that motivation to continue to pursue it. And then that echo chamber in your brain continues to, to play of like, Oh, I never get matches online. Mm -hmm. I, and there's so much in this mindset work that I do of, of the narratives that we tell ourselves that really get in our way of our own happiness. Yes. Um, I experienced some of this when I was single and, um, I almost found Instagram to be, um, a better dating app, or at least for me, because 
um, you could see someone's feed and see years of it. Like you could actually see their character arc. You could see their evolution. You could see who they were. Um, it's like this whole documentary instead of seeing just the trailer of, of their story. Yeah, well, it is going down in the DMs, John. So uh, I have been talking about this a lot on Dates and Mates lately too. Yeah. There is also a way to use Instagram mm -hmm. as your dating app. Um, there's also a way like Facebook groups are great yep. for this. And really any platform can be a dating app because yes. what we're doing is we're creating community, right? We're creating community in different ways. So for, you know, in <laughs> back in the eighties, you had a couple options to meet mm -hmm. someone. Like maybe you met through friends, you met them at the bar, you went to church with them, or you live down the street. Like, you know, we look back at census data from a hundred years ago and people were meeting and marrying people who lived in, within five blocks. Right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even making this up. Like, yeah. This not is, a lot of choices. This is actual data yeah. within five blocks. And so now I just see that there's, there's tremendous opportunity, but as you know, from, from all of the social media that you do, each platform has a different tone, right. has a different kind of community. So you do have to kind of learn how to navigate and how to, um, how to speak in the language of that platform. Let's talk about messaging. Um, are you supposed to get them off the app as fast as you can? Meaning, should they, um, if they find someone, there's some connection, uh, is it, you know, a long conversation via messaging or let's meet for coffee. Let's meet in person as fast as we can. Well, I mean, you're supposed to get them off the app as quickly as possible. If you're the Tinder swindler, you know, <laughs> like, but I will say I do have my clients make a move within the first week of matching. Yeah, I agree. I think just talking on the app, it's gonna, it's not right. Then, then people just don't meet. Yeah. The speed of dating has definitely, that's the biggest thing that's changed. So remember like in swingers, that was like my favorite movie. They oh, were I like, I'm going to wait three days. I'm going to wait yeah. three days. There's you all know? these rules, right? <laughs> when, when to call back and all that. Yeah. Wait three days. The yeah. average response time to any text is 90 seconds, 90 wow. seconds. So when you think about that in the dating space, there's so much, we are already worried, concerned. Uh, we're already feeling insecure. Mm -hmm. And the longer the time goes, the more that builds up. So yes. you do have to strike while the iron is hot and build that momentum. But I, I'm very, um, I talk a lot about dating safety as well. So mm -hmm. I have my clients keep their communication within the app as much as possible until they- Oh, so you could see it, right? So you track yeah. it. Yeah, because that's the thing like the Tinder swindler did. Once once he connected with someone, he moved them immediately to WhatsApp. Once you oh. go to WhatsApp, the app doesn't know what's happening. They can't track you. They don't have their location. And it becomes very, very hard for the, the two technology companies even to correlate their data. So, so I don't, I don't I'm not familiar with the swindler. Is that, was oh. that a uh, serial killer? No, he's a oh, scammer. He was uh, oh. an, an Uber scam artist. There was a Netflix documentary that was very popular a couple months ago. For money and, or for what? What did, what did he scam? Oh yeah, he would have, oh, okay. he had multiple women giving mm -hmm. him giving him money, taking out loans so wow. that he could buy private jets to fly other women to fancy places so that he could get them on the hook to give them more money and mm. just keep this whole charade going. He also was on Instagram and he had built this whole persona. So he's like 
he's an extreme. A lot of people right, are right. like pointing to that right now and saying to me like, oh, but it's an online dating. Isn't it a bunch of scammers? Right. The more likely scenario is that you'll just be disappointed. You'll just be like, that mm, just didn't like that person or that person just like wasn't interesting. That's the more likely disappointing scenario, but you do have to be safe. And especially like, you know, I'm always telling, telling my male clients, you have to think about women's safety. You need, like your job is to make sure the woman feels safe. Mm -hmm. And for the women, I give them all of these tips of like how you need to Google before the date and do a little bit of due diligence to make sure that you can just go to the date, show up, be yourself and be comfortable and not not be worried about the safety or the outcomes or all of that stuff. Once you meet someone that you um, want to invest in, what do you recommend from there? So uh, you have found someone, you're curious, uh, do you stop looking or do you kind of go all in? What are the signs? I like that you phrase the question in that way, um, that you are curious. And that's what I have my clients focus on mm. for their dates, lead with curiosity. So within the first date, you don't need to know if you're going to marry them. You don't right, need to right. be like, okay, well, I'm going to go off of the apps now. You're, you stay in curiosity for three dates. So that's my rule. I have a three date rule. If you're oh, still curious, like you know, at the yeah. end of the first date, you just need to be curious enough about that person to spend another date with them. So you, the you, end, you, you respond in 90 seconds. You stay curious for three <laughs> dates, three, uh, for three days. Are you writing this down if you're listening? Um, <laughs> by the way, speaking of texting, I hate when people say, Oh, just seeing this. It's like, bullshit. You're not just seeing this. You got this text yesterday. Um, I have oh, friends that I mean, say, oh, just seeing this. Come on. We have such a communication. <laughs> That's funny because I almost, uh, I didn't get your first email and I almost was like, oh my God, I just saw this. Uh, but uh, well, now email's different. Have, email can slip. Send it. it did email's slip. different. It did slip, but I, yeah. but I was on it. I was on it. I responded right away <laughs> once I saw the second email. But, but uh, this is, we're really in a communication crisis mm -hmm. right now. I think mm -hmm. this is the biggest issue. Like we blame dating apps, we blame social media. The The real issue is that we are losing empathy and we're mm. losing the ability to truly communicate with one another. I feel like I just got like real serious. <laughs> it's okay, I'm, I'm coming with you because uh, it, it can be serious. Um, yes, what is connecting us is also um, the wall or things that we can hide behind, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, think about how many ways we can be connected. DM, email, text. I mean, people can connect us in so many different ways, and depending on what, what, what you know, platforms you're on, it's crazy. Um, I take, I gotta work on this. I take things very personally. If someone doesn't text me back, I'm already in my head, you know, thinking about how this friendship's over, and how I need to, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, I was, you know, I lost my phone or I did, you know, so it's easy to um, go into, uh, you know, this kind of thinking and spiraling, especially when it's romantic, especially when you're dating and there isn't a lot of communication and, you know, people are left in the dark. Well, it's interesting because I was going to say, as you're getting into the relationship, I do encourage my clients to sort of practice what they call slow love or slow dating mm. and space out the interactions so that you can really get clarity on how you feel about that person in between the dates. But with Ooh, the like overload that. of the communication, Wait, you, you, yeah? you're, you're, you're sending out so many nuggets of gold. I got to pause you. Okay. Um, 
the reason why you slow down and you pause is so you can get a sense of who they are in the spaces that are that are still right is that that's what you're saying that's why you space yes. it out instead well, of how, instead again, of spending like feel. yeah instead of spending all day with them for three days in a row right no i space don't space that shit out okay that. And, and they'll tell me oh i had a great first date we we were together for five hours we went we were here and then we we decided to go and have drinks together and then we had three more drinks and then mm -hmm. i'm like that mm, it's too that was eat, not a good date too much eat the, eat the donut slow don't shove the yeah. whole thing in your mouth right no, uh, you'll, get a tummy ache. you'll get a tummy ache yeah so experience people like that in uh smaller bits and uh keep your mindset on curious and then when when you um in between those spaces sit with yourself and see how you feel about those interactions instead of a crazy weekend, you know, getaway somewhere that's happening too, too soon and too long. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you one thing that really is the killer in between those spaces. And then another tip for best practices for communication, the killer in between is, is these texts. And by the way, I was not advocating for people to send texts in 90 seconds. I'm just saying that's the average of overall. That's like your mom, your boss. Everything. Right. Right. So, you know, I'd say usually respond within 24 hours to sure. someone. But yeah. um, if you are texting in between these dates, you're taking think of it this way. You're you think that you're getting to know them better, but you're actually developing a false sense of intimacy. And then you get to the mm. date and you're like, why didn't I have the magic that that text had because you told them all you talked about everything you had such a low like we have such a low um inhibition threshold when we are texting we can say whatever right and then you would never have said those things or reveal those things that are really personal and deep about yourself if you were sitting across from that person you know what i, uh, I was dating this person once and i remember she sent a text and i think it was kind of a uh, a, a deep thought provo provoking question. I, I just finished a workout. I, I was literally upside down doing handstand pushups. And I, and I, you know, I said, I was, said to myself, I would answer that later. So I said something more casual. And then later on, she said, Oh, you're immature. Like you don't want to face hard questions. And it wasn't that it was just, I didn't, I wasn't in that space to answer that kind of question. And so things like that can happen where via text, um, there's uh, miscommunication, there's, uh, uh, projection. There's all of the, you know, just distorted connection. And then when you see the person, you've now made all these assumptions about them that are not accurate. Yes. And yeah. when you're in, especially when you're in the early phase of dating, you don't know that person's sense of humor. You don't know their style. Right. The tone. Yeah. And you're taking, you're just taking all of, you're stealing from your next date is what you're yes. doing. Yes. So try and I'll, cause everyone's like, I get so many questions on dates and mates. Like, how do I say this? So I'll give you the language right now. Say, I would love to tell you more about that when I see you in person or Ooh. on our next date. And then you're building anticipation. Yes. So that's the other thing that has to happen in between those dates. Is You, you know what? It's also a compliment. So if, if I got that, I would be like, oh, they, they're actually flirting with me. They want to see me again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, so, add a yeah. winky emoji too. And then that will just yes. add on to it. I, I'm a big fan of emojis. I don't know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, I love emojis. I didn't before, but now uh, it's yeah. just a whole nother layer of communication. And you could have fun with them and yes. be very creative. Yes, I say like emojis are good. Memes are even better sometimes. And well, here, here's the rule. Are the best. 
Uh, yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, the, oh man, I love this. So uh, the, the emojis are great, but there can't be more emoji than words. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? You can't say I, one word and 15 <laughs> emojis because now you're like, all right, was this middle school? No, I say they are mood modifiers. So you use yes, them in place use them of as punctuation. punctuation. Yes. <gasps> we oh just my said God. that at the same time. <laughs> we're on the same. See, we're on the same. And then, and then, um, and then what's the next one you said? Memes. I said memes. Yes. Now, humor. Um, it's humor. So some of that can slip if you don't have the same sense of humor. Uh, me and my partner have very different sense of humor. I'm dry. I'm inappropriate. Um, she's, she's just different. So if, if we're not in person, I mean, we would never even make it to the second date because our humor, you know, <laughs> on the phone doesn't translate well. Um, and then gifts are funny if you're creative, if it's not something that we've already seen 5,000 times. So it's, you know, yeah, totally. But I use them as communication tools. So you use it in place because it adds additional context that the text alone cannot, but yes, this is, it's, it's an, it's a skill that, needs to be developed and you have to find your own communication voice in the digital space yeah. and this is something that as i've been coaching people it's like 16 years now i've had to walk people through i used to say texting is for information and not conversation and i've really mm, had to ooh, walk like that, that back yes, i've yes. had to walk it back because it's it's just so deeply ingrained in our society and our our modes of communication like and on apps, people use that as a signifier of now things are progressing. Mm -hmm. If I get your phone number and now we're moving off the app, I've, I got her. <laughs> in, in, not information conversation. I love that. So you're not texting, um, how are you doing? You're texting, hey, this is where we're going to meet next, right? You're texting information, not conversation. Hey, That's remember- That's what I used to say, but I've, I, I, I feel like it's a little bit of, of both now, but just keep that in your mind as it, it's, you want to be driving towards the in-person. Well, well, if it's conversation, I think it's um, like a, a rock skimming across the lake conversation, right? I, think, I don't think it's sitting in front of someone having coffee conversation. I think texting is uh, really powerful and can be fun when you're a uh, touch and go conversation and there's like a cadence and dance to it, you know? Yeah. That's, that feels good. But uh, remember back in the day when um, um, phones were actually, uh, you know, um, on the wall and they had cords? Uh, <laughs> we used to talk to like our, our high school sweetheart or whoever we were had a crush um with for like six seven hours i mean like all night just on the phone talking saying nothing and just being yourself remember I those days phone. i miss the phone i actually encourage my clients to use a phone call so there's a step that we skipped john that's very oh, sorry. important sorry no no i i skipped over it but i think it's important to share with your audience between the texting messaging on the app and the date Mm -hmm. I have my clients do a screening step. So it's a phone call. It can be a video chat. It's, oh, it's, okay. During got the it, pandemic, things changed so dramatically right. because then everyone was doing the screening step and everyone was doing video. But right. video is a lot of information. Now I see your dirty draws and yeah. chair behind you. Yeah. I see, you know, your your kid running around, your mm -hmm. cats, like mm -hmm. whatever. It's a lot of information. So I kind of like to dole out the information as people earn it about you. So it can mm. be very intimate to invite someone into your space via video. Um, and I'm, I, I would rather have a Zoom or a 
FaceTime than nothing prior mm-hmm. to the first date. But I still think the phone call is way underrated because you can yeah. get a sense of that person's sense of humor, their cadence. You can check for safety that things match up with what they've said in their profile. They can talk about it authentically. And then just like 15 minutes and then say, you know what, this is, I'm just, I'm too excited. I just, I, I just really want to meet you. And by the way, in saying that, let's show some enthusiasm. Like everybody's just playing it so cool. Nobody wants to, to be vulnerable. Yes. Yes. Like, like fronting and games. Right. And it's like, you're not playing chess. You're, you're, you should be excited and actually express that excitement. Yeah. yeah. You're and funny. You you're cute. You're attractive. Like I'm excited to meet you. you yes. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say that because it makes you vulnerable and it makes you feel like uh, exposed, you know, yeah. and you're scared now that if they don't sit back, it's going to hurt you and all that. But what do you really lose? Like, at, just if you don't know this person and you just tell them you're excited to meet them, I really, I'm, I'm legitimately asking John, what do you lose by them telling saying like, oh, I'm not really that into it. Then it's like, okay, like the pickup artist, I also studied a lot of the pickup artist technique mm-hmm. and they do approaches. I'm, by the way, I'm not advocating for any kind of pickup artist. Anything. Right, right. But they, what they do with their clients is they practice approaches. You do 50 approaches in a night mm. and you're going to get maybe 10 phone numbers. <laughs> this is like the old school. Right, technique. right. Because each time you have the, you, you open up a little bit more, you're a little more vulnerable and you're a little less interested in controlling the outcome. You, 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 you separate yourself from whatever their response is. They're either going to be into it or they're not, but you can't get hung up on the no before Mm -hmm. it's even happened. I think those, uh, which is a five or 50, they, um, it's the runway. It's the practice actually for one to feel comfortable with self. And I think that's where the power is. So it's not so much about what you say or the, you know, um, and any kind of like game, uh, it's not what comes out of your mouth. It's, it's how you show up, I think. Totally. And it, 90% of our communication is nonverbal anyway. So I have a funny story for you. So a friend of mine back in the day, uh, he was at this coffee shop and he walked past this girl and he said, holy shit, that's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. He turned back and he kind of kneeled down next to her. And in doing so, he ripped his pants. Oh, uh, and so it was obvious it made the noise and, and right up his <laughs> ass, right up his ass, his pants ripped. And he was like, uh, and instead of trying to hide it, he looked at her and he said, um, I wanted to talk to you because I think you're stunning, but my ass, you know, my, 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 my ass is showing now. I ripped my pants, and which made her laugh. And then they went out that night. The girl was Megan Fox before she was famous. Um, and the guy was just one of my friends, um, <laughs> a, a friend of a friend. And um, yeah, and, you know, it didn't last, but they went out uh, to a, a date and everything because she laughed hysterically at how he showed up, which obviously, uh, assuming someone like Megan Fox um, would get a lot of uh, um, men throwing lines at her. This guy ripped his pants and said, um, my, my ass is coming out of my pants, but I think you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And he was authentic. Like, yes, that's what I meant. Also, he was authentic. Yeah, oh, just own what's happening too. Like sometimes people are always asking me like, what's a good pickup line? I'm like, I, it's it's totally situational. Yeah. It's what what do you notice about that person? 
what's happening outside? What else is happening in the coffee shop that you can laugh about? What can you ask them about? Like, it's just, you're just connecting. You can't think about my goal is to go out with this beautiful woman. And then I have to come up with the most perfect pickup line. Cause then you're never going to do it. Then you're just going to be standing there on the sidelines going, I wish I could have, what if, and if you just seize the moment, I actually have, when I'm doing my, my coaching programs with my clients, I have them do improv. That's part of my flirting mm. coaching training. It's practice. It's practice because when you do improv, you cannot you, once it comes out of your mouth, that's it. Like you can't right. be thinking too much. Yeah. You got to just be, you got to be, and you got to be and in your you, body you, and you're out of your Whatever mind. choices make, you have to go, go all in. All in. Yes. Right. And you can't stutter or no. be ambivalent. Or if you stutter, you commit to it fully. And like, yeah, exactly. like <laughs> right, you right, rip right. your pants, yeah. you fully committed to you the pants to ripping. Yes. You, you, I say own the elephant in the room. Yeah. Like that was the, the pants were the elephant in the room. What a gift that his pants ripped. Oh, I don't think I don't think he would have gotten a date. I mean, what could he he have said to someone like that who you know gets all the compliments every day? I mean, you're so beautiful, all that. Um, what what else? What could he have said? Like it, it, that? I think that was the 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 reason why he got the date because um, going back to this idea of emotion, uh, he moved her. Uh, he made her laugh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah if you can move an emotion in someone from yes. the first date like even sometimes it's not even a great emotion like i remember when i did speed dating remember that speed dating mm -hmm. i there was this guy like not even really that cute but we had five minutes and somehow within those five minutes we had like three fights and disagreements about <laughs> i don't even know like what right. The, right so you know what i did i was like i'm gonna put this number down and we matched and we went out for like a month it didn't last but it was that emotion that he stirred in me where i was like oh this is interesting oh it draw you it drew you to him the fights yeah not it was not good i have much more clarity now on yeah like, that's interesting <laughs> good attractors or <laughs> bad attractors. and that's actually a pickup artist technique too negging where they like insult and yeah, you know, yeah, I hear, but, I hear like if someone's very attractive and that's all they're used to getting compliments and you go the other way kind of thing, right? Yeah, but don't, yeah, don't but do that. Don't nag, don't yeah. nag. But yeah, stir an emotion in someone. But honestly, mm -hmm. it's so, it's just about an authentic connection because mm -hmm. even though Megan Fox may have hundreds of guys approach her day, I, I bet you she doesn't actually. Well, yeah, because she's, are she's if guys are intimidated. Yeah, they're intimidated. Absolutely. I think um, um, pe uh, women who are uh, uh, um, aesthetically uh, very attractive men actually don't go near because they're too scared to get rejected. Exactly. So yeah. even just an honest, like, I'm sure you get this all the time, but I just, I wanted to come up and talk to you. Not because you're beautiful, not da, 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 yeah. but you just, you just seem really interesting. And I just wanted to introduce myself. That alone. That's so great. That's such a, just a, ahead of yeah. the, most of the guys that are just like shaking in their boots, splitting their pants. <laughs> you, you, you know, um, and this isn't just for dating. Make this a non-negotiable for you in life. Just state your truth, whatever your truth is. So instead of overthinking it or what, what is he or she gonna uh, say back, what is your truth? And if your truth is, I wanna talk to this person because he or she is interesting or because uh, if they are beautiful, sure. What, whatever your truth is, just state it. Just state it for you, not even for them. Yeah. And yeah. then if they don't hit the ball yeah. back, they don't wanna play. And it's all, doesn't mean that you're not uh, you know, attractive or valuable. It's just not a good fit. Yeah, that's that's really the key is 
separating yourself from like, it's not about your personal wealth, mm -hmm. your personal value. It's about whether that is a match for that person. Cause you have no idea that woman could have a boyfriend. She could be sitting there waiting to meet her boyfriend. She could be going through something emotionally. There could be a whole host of other things happening. That may be the reason that she says, no, you should never turn it inward and make it about you. Yeah. Of course, we do all the self-work so that we can be the best version of ourselves when we when we approach people, when we tr make connections. But we're all we're all learning. We're all growing in process. None of us. Is, and I, I know you talk about this a lot and you write about this like we I believe that relationships are really how we learn. Sure. And so this is a, an opportunity rather than a, a chance to beat yourself up or a, a reason to 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 like turn those daggers inward. <laughs> like just look at it as it's just information it's just yeah. an opportunity information that you can gain about yourself what about this idea of types should we um as a prescription toss our types uh, date against type i know with me before i met vanessa um i wanted to uh date people that i that i maybe normally wouldn't you know and i, I think i told you on your podcast I wanted to wake up with someone that I didn't like, and I wanted to, um, you know, do do uh, um, uh, what is it? Uh, ecstasy with I've never done ecstasy before, and I hear all these rumors of oh, when you're uh, kissing someone or whatever, it's like, and I was like, okay, I want to try that. So um, there was a, there was a moment when I wanted to go crazy. Uh, I didn't get far, but because um, <laughs> uh, I met Vanessa and that was done, but. Um, yeah, I mean, what about using dating as a vehicle to explore and stretch yourself instead of like trying to find the one? You definitely should do that. Yeah. And we're actually seeing that at OkCupid, there's been a big shift towards people dating against type. There, mm. There's people are saying they're open to dating against type. Like, what is your type anyway? I, yeah. This is part of the, the book that I'm writing, which will not be out until 2024. But. What, what, what is the title of the book and tell us what it's about? Oh, it's called The Modern Love Myth, Fix Your Broken mm. Beliefs, mm -hmm. Heal Your Broken Heart. Love it. And it's about deconstructing all of these beliefs that we have. And, you know, I, I write a lot also about interracial dating because yeah. people type a lot of times people start with race when they're they're thinking oh, about right, their type. Right. And many times it's by default because they haven't actually defined or thought about why it is that they're attracted to people of the same race or the same religion or whatever it is that's on your list and why you tend to attract the same thing. You have a type because you're attracted to the same thing and you can see this through line between you're creating kind of an invisible connector between these people that you date to tell a story to yourself about who mm -hmm. your type is, but our attractions come from our experiences. And so if yeah. you're only exposed to people of a particular race or background, you may think, oh, I'm that's just what I'm into. That's what my type is. But you may have not given yourself the opportunity to yeah. explore against your type. And I like apps are excellent for that. I like you grew up in a very white world. And I wish I wish that wasn't true. Um, because I feel like whether it's subconscious or not, um, I limited myself, you know, um, I'm attracted to all different types, um, but I don't know what it was, uh, this pattern of um, um, 
I think partly because I grew up in a uh, in the eighties where Asian people weren't cool, um, so there was there's this kind of uh, well, if I can um, be with a, a, a white woman, then you know that's my ticket into the quad or being accepted. You know, so there's other layers to that too. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think how the environment we we're raised in, how we were raised, all, all the programming. Um, seeps inside us. And it definitely, I think it's important to be aware of that when we're out dating. Yeah. And I just want to honor you for even acknowledging that because I think a lot of times, I, I mean, that's, that's a very vulnerable thing to, to admit and to even be willing to peer into. And look, I wrote an article about this for the Washington Post that I've gotten so much hate mail on. It would make your head spin. Mm. <laughs> But I got I've gotten also people saying thank you for opening my eyes to the fact that I I haven't examined this this attraction. I haven't examined my biases around around whatever race, gender, even like, Mm -hmm. you know, we see a lot of people now also we've seen a big shift in people identifying as uh, bisexual, transsexual, non-binary also on OkCupid. And I think people are kind of waking up to the, the realization that whatever was fed to us before in f- stories, fairy tales, rom-coms, it may not be true for us right yeah. now. And the people who came before us, like they had a lot of societal restrictions in place that we don't necessarily have to do deal with. And due to the vastness of the internet being able to connect people and having being able to have communication outside of our immediate circle we have an opportunity right now to expand our boundaries so i'm kind of excited about that yeah you know, i will uh <laughs> i will accept your hate mail at demona hoffman on <laughs> but I, I, I just, I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not interested in calling anyone names or being like, oh, if you don't date outside your race, or if you only date white girls, you're racist. Like that is not at all where I'm coming from mm-hmm. on this. I'm just asking people to get curious. Yeah. I was saying, get curious yeah. about dating, get curious about yourself. Why is that? Why? Well, why do, do you only date that one type? I just feel like my life has really been enhanced. I have a very multicultural background and I feel like my life is enhanced because I get my sister-in-law is Indian American. I get to have chicken tikka masala for (laughs) Thanksgiving dinner. My stepmother is Mexican American. I get chilaquiles. Like I think I have a richer life because of all of the different people that I get to interact with. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my single stretches um, uh, for the first time in my life, I dated an, an Asian woman, and I was in my thirties, you know. And then um, someone who was half Asian, and uh, and I was I was like, all right, now I got some. Let's 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 do Benetton. Let's I want to go, you know. <laughs> and then of course it, I didn't get that far, but um, yeah, it's sad to me that uh, when I look back, uh, the conditioning and then my choices because of that conditioning, um, growing up in a very white world. You know, but that's we, but you're looking at it, you're owning it. And we always have like every day is a new day. You always have a choice to, you always have the option to choose differently. Sure. You know, so that's, that's what, that's, what's so exciting about dating apps for me as well. Like there's, there's always another swipe. There's always another date. Like people Mm -hmm. will beat themselves up. Oh, I had a terrible date. Didn't go well. I said the wrong thing. Like, okay, now 
now you, you have tomorrow. And like my clients will say, Oh, I don't want to, I, I was in this relationship and I tried online dating. I met this person even through online dating, but now we broke up and I don't want to have to go back to the pool again. Yeah. But like the pool is there when we think about even just how much has changed for, you know, a, a divorced woman in her forties, a couple generations ago, like you got to wait until somebody's somebody's wife dies or something, you know, to catch yourself a man. Like now you have opportunity, you have choice. Women have more choice in dating than they have ever had. That's true. But the choice does come with a lot of, you know, responsibility to like, there's a lot of micro decisions. There's a lot of, there's more effort. I fully own that dating today takes more effort because we're not dating by chance. You, you have to date with, with, uh, focus, (laughs) but I would rather have choice, John. Yeah. And, you know, I always say, uh, and I know it's easier, easier said than done, but, uh, use dating as a way to, um, connect to and learn more about yourself instead of dating as a way to find someone, you know, to, to be with forever, or, you know, depending on, you know, what kind of relationship you're looking for, but, um, there's so much pressure with that, you know? And so if you're saying, okay, I'm single, it's time for me to find out more about me and I'm going to use apps and dating as the way to do it. To me, that's exciting. To me, that's uh, where you're pulling from a curiosity point uh, place. And, um, you're kind of smashing this whole ticking clock. A lot of my clients, mostly women in their thirties, uh, they're lying with desperation because of that clock, because they think, okay, they start doing math and shit, you know, kids, marriage, and it's like, no, stop, stop. What kind of love experience do you want? Who do you want to be when you meet the person that, that you want to invest in, you know? Let that and be the really, question. when we think about it, who you choose to partner with, that's the most important decision that you mm-hmm. will ever make. And yet mm-hmm. that's the decision that most people leave to chance. Like, oh, I'll just know it when I see it or when it happens, right. it happens. Right. Or what, what, what do they say? It, it'll happen to you when you're least expecting it. Yeah. Uh, no, it won't. <laughs> no, that's, I've just, I, every client that I've worked with, the ones that are like, I'm just going to see what happens. Don't get the results. When they come to me and they say, look, I've been doing it this way for this many years and I want this relationship. I have absolute clarity on how I want to feel in a relationship. And mm-hmm. that relationship is most important, is very important to me. Then we, we do it. It happens fast. It is happens that, a, so is that a form of hiding or fear when people say, I'm just going to give it to the universe and I'm just going to um, manifest by imagining and going to get off the apps. And then I just hope that one day I'll, you know, our shopping carts will, will collide at the supermarket. Is that, um, you know, is that, or or is that like just watching too many rom-coms and (laughs) I think it's a little bit of fear, a fear because dating is, is action oriented. It's it's active. You have to get off the couch. You have to say yes to social events. You have to actually uh, pick up your phone or write a pro. You got to do all these things that, that take action. You can't just cross your fingers. Yeah. I think we're really exhausted too. Like, like we were talking about the communication earlier, like we're exhausted from all of these, all of these attempts, all of this, all of these notifications and messages. And it, it, it does take effort, but you know, this is why I tell my clients, like my, my program's only 10 weeks. I'm like, I don't want you, I do not want you grinding on the, on like the dating apps, not grinding in that way, but you know, I don't, I don't want you to make dating your number one focus forever and ever and feel depleted and 
wondering why that person is not coming into your life. I want you to give it focused effort for 10 weeks mm-hmm. to really to really be able to see how the different different choices that you make get a different outcome and really like the person you choose to partner with it it's going to affect everything it's going to affect your finances it's going to yeah. affect your mental health yeah. it's going to affect your family everything everything else so could you make that your number one focus for 10 weeks that's sure. not a huge, it's not a huge ask for the most important decision you're ever going to make in your life. Yeah. Damona, thank you for uh, this conversation. Thank you for all the work that you do and that you've been doing for so long. Um, dating is such a terrifying, for, for many people, it's a long tunnel and uh, you help them through that. So um, thank you for all of that. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. I obviously, I'm a, bit, I'm a big fan of yours. I love having you on Dates and Mates and it's great to be able to share what I know with uh, your people as well. Yeah, thank you. So check out Dates and Mates. And of course, her new book is coming out. And where can we find you on social? I'm at Demona Hoffman on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And at Dear Demona on TikTok. I, that was a very vulnerable thing for me to say. <laughs> you know, your, your voice changed. Your voice changed. I knew to TikTok. Oh. And I'm, you know, beginner's mind here. So... Well, I'm we can't wait thing. to see you dancing and doing all the things on TikTok. I will not be um, dancing. I love also, to dance, but no. You have an amazing voice. Did, did any has anyone ever told you that? I just noticed this. Um, uh, you have this uh, um, amazing like voiceover voice. It's very soothing. It's like wine. Ah, oh, thank you. I do love wine, um, and I have done voiceover for the. Uh, some of the shows I've hosted, but mm, I've never yeah. done it as a career. But I do do this podcast, Dates and Mates. I, we're actually coming up on season 10. Wow. So, uh, and that's in years. So uh, I've really been committed to helping people with my voice for a long time. And I just, I'm just excited to be able to do this work every day. Yeah. Awesome. Well, look out for her book. You could uh, kind of catch her everywhere, whether it's in words or television or social. Um, check her out. And uh, yeah, thank you for being on my show. All right, be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordo, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.